This is AFF On Air, the Australian Frequent Flyer podcast, bringing you the latest news, tips and tricks for Australian travellers. G'day and welcome to episode 8 of AFF On Air. It is Saturday the 6th of April and I'm your host Matt Graham. Coming up in today's episode, how you can benefit from a Delta Airlines status match, it's your last chance to redeem Amex points and Chris Flyer miles before their upcoming devaluations. And I chat to Lindsay, one of the moderators on the Australian Frequent Flyer Forum, who you may know better as QFWP. That's coming up later in the episode, but first let's take a look at what's making news on Australian Frequent Flyer this fortnight. And firstly, Thai Airways has announced a major devaluation to its Royal Orchid Plus Frequent Flyer program, which is an Amex transfer partner. There are some slight improvements to the number of points that you can earn on Thai's more expensive airfares, but these will be offset and quite some more by award flight and upgrade price increases, which are quite massive across the board. Some awards are going to be more than doubling in price, including many Star Alliance awards and also Round the World awards in business class. These changes will take effect from the 1st of October this year. Icelandic low-cost carrier Wow Air has ceased operations. On the 28th of March, Wow Air cancelled all flights indefinitely after negotiations with investors fell through. Wow Air launched in 2012 and was offering extremely cheap transatlantic fares via its hub in Reykjavik. But the airline has never made any money and it's been recently struggling with building debt, poor reliability and unhappy customers. Like many low-cost carriers, Wow Air relied heavily on ancillary revenue. It charged passengers extra for everything from taking carry-on bags onto the plane to choosing a seat. And there was even a fee to change your seat if you'd already paid to choose a different one. Qantas is ending its partnership with Aer Lingus on the 30th of June this year. From this date, it will no longer be possible to earn or redeem Qantas points for Aer Lingus flights. Based in Ireland, Aer Lingus is owned by the International Airlines Group, or IEG, which is the same company that owns British Airways and Iberia. And there has been some speculation that Aer Lingus could soon rejoin the One World Alliance, so watch this space. Meanwhile, Virgin Australia is expanding its code share partnership with Hawaiian Airlines. Hawaiian has already added its HA code to a range of short-haul Virgin Australia flights, and from the 17th of April, Virgin will finally start to code share on Hawaiian's flights between Brisbane and Honolulu. Cathay Pacific will buy Hong Kong Express, a low-cost carrier based out of Cathay's Hong Kong hub. Cathay intends to keep Hong Kong Express running as a completely separate business to the full-service Cathay Pacific and its regional arm Cathay Dragon, which means it's unlikely, unfortunately, that One World Benefits will be recognised on Hong Kong Express anytime soon. Virgin Australia has come under fire recently due to some of the most basic functions of its website not working. Many users of the Virgin website have been unable to search for or book flights. Jeez, that's pretty basic stuff. (laughs) If you're having this problem, the advice has been to try booking flights using the Virgin Australia mobile app instead. And Qantas has also come under fire recently for its cancellation rate on the Sydney to Melbourne route. Sydney to Melbourne is the world's second busiest air route after Gimpo, Seoul to Jeju in Korea. In February, Qantas cancelled 6.4% of all flights on the route, which amounts to multiple flights per day on average. But it's still a lower cancellation rate than Tiger's 8.8%. 
Finally, Qantas is offering double points right now on new flight bookings made by the 8th of April for travel between the 11th of April and the 29th of February next year. I guess it's a leap year next year. This applies to Emirates and Qantas flights booked with a Qantas flight number. And that is what's making news this fortnight. For more regular news updates and deals, make sure you subscribe to the Australian Frequent Flyer Gazette or follow us on Facebook. Well, there are three main airline alliances in the world. There's One World, Star Alliance and SkyTeam. Many Australians use One World as their main alliance, which makes sense as Qantas, of course, is uh, one of the main members. But a lot of Australians totally overlook the SkyTeam Alliance. And this is despite the fact that seven of the 19 member airlines fly to Australia. And in fact, with SkyTeam Airlines, you can fly from Australia to the United States, to New Zealand, and literally dozens of destinations across Asia. And SkyTeam Airlines also offer great connections to Europe and the Middle East. I was speaking last year at a Frequent Traveller University conference and I was addressing a room full of frequent flyers, many who take the game of earning and burning points very, very seriously and have you know multiple frequent flyer accounts. I asked the room, uh, just for a raise of hands of anyone who was actually a member of a SkyTeam frequent flyer program and you know a small handful of people put their hands up. And then I, I said to... to uh, keep your hand up if you have any points with any of these SkyTeam programs. And not one single person in the room with over 100 people did. And this experience uh, inspired me to do some research on the SkyTeam Alliance to work out whether there was any particular value uh, in the Alliance for Australians because people are just completely overlooking it. And uh, next Wednesday, the 10th of April, I'll be hosting a webinar, a webinar over at Frequent Flyer Solutions where I'll explain why I found that, yes, indeed, there is value and where you should be looking to get it. Now, one of the most frustrating things about points, uh, about using points with Qantas and other One World Airlines is the total lack of award availability, particularly on uh, uh, international long-haul routes and in premium cabins and at peak times like at school holidays. And it's hardly surprising, I guess, when you consider that there are 12.6 million Qantas frequent flyer members all fighting for the same reward seats. But there are no such problems with SkyTeam, especially when redeeming points for flights out of Australia, because as, I, as um, I just alluded to, barely any Australians actually use SkyTeam frequent flyer programs. And the SkyTeam airlines also have award availability um, in business class and first class on, on these flights, but no one is actually snapping it up because no one has any points with these programs. So that, that's why, in a nutshell, it can be worth collecting points with SkyTeam frequent flyer programs, um, or at least uh, holding a credit card that gives you the option to transfer your points to a SkyTeam program, and then at least you have uh, that option if maybe there's um, no other seats on the dates and routes that you want to fly. And it's also not that difficult to earn status with a SkyTeam program. If you already have status with an airline such as Qantas you can get a free status match challenge to the Delta SkyMiles program. Delta, of course, being the uh, American member of the SkyTeam Alliance. And Delta is also a partner of Virgin Australia. If you have status with a competing airline's Delta and you apply for the status match, basically you get three months for free of Delta status and then you can complete a challenge to keep your status for up to 19 more months. 
And the best part about this is that you can pretty easily complete this challenge by flying on Delta's partner airlines, including Virgin Australia. And then once you have Delta status, you also get benefits when flying on Virgin Australia, but not just Virgin, all of the other 19 Sky Team airlines as well. And if you do happen to ever fly to the US, you get a whole bunch of benefits on Delta as well, such as free upgrades. During the three-month trial period, you also get all of the benefits of your Sky Team status when flying with a Sky Team airline. And this, this particular benefit is not advertised by Delta, but many Australian frequent flyer members have reported that they received lounge access and extra baggage allowance and in a couple of cases even upgrades and all the other benefits of Sky Team Elite Plus status when flying on Sky Team partner airlines like China Airlines or Korean Air during the trial period. Now, you can get a status match with Delta to silver, gold, or platinum status, uh, and those tiers pretty much align to silver, gold, and platinum with Qantas and, uh, and most other airlines. And to complete the challenge, you'll need to earn a fixed number of uh, what they call medallion qualifying miles, or MQMs for short, uh, or also you can earn based on medallion qualifying segments, um, MQSs, or the number of flights taken. Uh, which, which, as I said, can be earned on Delta or partner airlines. Now, Virgin Australia flights with the SkyMiles program earn one medallion qualifying mile per actual mile flown at a bare minimum, and you can earn even more if you're booking one of the more expensive economy fare classes or in a premium cabin. And there's also a minimum of 500 MQMs per flight. Now, for the gold status match, which gets you to Sky Team Elite Plus status, that's the highest Sky Team tier, you'd need to earn 12,500 MQMs in 90 days. And uh, you could pretty easily earn those with, for example, a round-trip economy ticket to Los Angeles, flying either Virgin Australia or Delta, or also with a round-trip business uh, ticket from Australia to Hong Kong with Virgin. That would also uh, quite easily get you over the line. Now, the Delta status match is just one of the ways that Australians can benefit from the Sky Team Alliance, uh, but it's not the only way. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about the Delta status match or just generally about how Australians can benefit from the Sky Team Alliance, I would invite you to register for next Wednesday's Frequent Flyer Solutions webinar. It's called Sky Team for Australians. And you can find more information about this in the episode notes. Time now for a short break. When I come back, I will be joined by QFWP, one of the wonderful moderators on the Australian Frequent Flyer Forum. While I'm taking a quick break, I wanted to tell you about Award Flight Assist, which is a personalized service offered by our sister website, Frequent Flyer Solutions. If you'd like help with redeeming your frequent flyer points for award flights, Award Flight Assist can help you to do just that. Using their expert knowledge and specialized tools, the team at Award Flight Assist takes the hard work out of using your points effectively. Visit frequentflyer.com.au for more information about Award Flight Assist or any of the other services offered by Frequent Flyer Solutions. Welcome back to the AFF On Air podcast. I'm joined by the AFF moderator, Lindsay, who's better known as QFWP. Welcome, Lindsay. Welcome, Matt. Thank you for having me on. Thank you very much for coming on. So, Lindsay, you're one of the original AFF moderators from back when um, Australian Frequent Flyer started to be a forum. Can you tell me, how did you originally become involved in the forum? I can't recall exactly when I joined it, but I remember 
someone on FlyerTalk mentioning it to me, and so I did join. And becoming a moderator, I think it was 1999 or 2000, where uh, Clifford uh, came to me and said that the site was getting too busy for him to manage by himself. And he liked the way in which I said things and wanted to know if I'd like to be a moderator. So that's the beginning of the story. All right. So you've been you've been a moderator now for twenty years or so. That's amazing. And uh, for for those who um, may remember, Clifford came on in episode two. He's the owner of AFF and the founder. And I asked this to Clifford when he when he was on the podcast. But I'm interested to know also your thoughts because you've been around for as you say twenty years. Uh, what do you think is the secret to AFF's success? It's been able to survive for so long. What do you think um, is behind that? I think it's the community. It's the willingness to share information without fear of necessarily being told that it's wrong, uh, particularly where the person has already experienced it firsthand. Yeah, and we do have a great community on AFF and I've found that people are very willing to share and they're not, they're not that judgmental and it's, it's, yeah, it's just a, ni- it's a nice little community that we do have, I think. And the moderators are, are partially responsible for uh, ensuring that that's the case. Um, you're one of six moderators. We had uh, Jess, who's another moderator, on in a previous episode. How would you describe your role as a moderator? Moderation is, re- hopefully, it's self-moderation. And most people are pretty good at reading what they're writing and before they press send, making sure that they're saying something that they would say to themselves if they were in a different position. But... When we do come across posts that are contentious, um, the moderators will uh, online get together and discuss the concerns we have and obviously uh, anything that we need to do with the post or the thread to bring it back online. Sure. And obviously you don't work for for AFF full-time. What do you do uh, when you're not on AFF? When I'm not on AMF, I'm meant to be a certified financial planner. I have my own business uh, here in Brisbane and fortunate enough to have uh, clients around Australia. Okay. And so with the clients around Australia, do you do a lot of domestic travel? I do almost all domestic travel for business. I don't have any clients uh, internationally that I travel for. Uh, my only international travel is uh, traveling with family for holidays. And uh, I'm curious, your AFF handle is QFWP, so QF obviously is Qantas, and then WP is a, an acronym for Platinum Status. Can you just explain, uh, we've got on AFF these, these acronyms like NB for Bronze, PS for Silver, and SG for Gold, and then WP for Platinum. Do you, do you know the history behind those, and can you explain what they stand for? Yes, the, the history was in an old version of, uh, I think it was one of the early bulletin boards, there were a number of us Platinum members who had any time access and yet we were online but we'd never met. So I took it upon myself to actually set up the first meeting. I think there were 10 or 12 of us at the Brisbane Qantas Club on a Saturday afternoon and my previous screen name uh, was being spammed so we came up with these acronyms for uh, for us to use, and as I was the original QFWP, uh, my name was reborn. I think it's very much tongue-in-cheek. Um, the original person uh, who, who thought up most of them had a very dry sense of humour, 
So unfortunately, um, he's now deceased. But um, you know, I think fondly that he was the person who came up with the majority of the names. Okay. And uh, are you still Qantas Platinum, or uh, have you moved over some of your business to Virgin now, or where where do you sit nowadays in terms of status? True. When I started to fly less internationally, and Virgin was obviously coming on board, I think I joined Virgin in 2011 uh, through one of the status matches, and my Qantas status dropped for obviously platinum down to gold for a number of years. I'm now sitting at lifetime silver, aiming to get uh, back to lifetime gold. I've got about a thousand status credits left. Oh, so close. <laughs> Very close. And I'm, yeah, so I'm virgin gold uh, and have been, since inception, I have been platinum for a couple of those years, um, but my domestic travel is probably only once or twice a month, so there isn't sufficient to uh, to be top tier in, in both programs. Yeah, and do you have an Amex credit card? Are you affected by the upcoming devaluation? I am indeed. Uh, most of my Amex uh, spend I transfer across to probably Virgin every time there's a 15 or 20% uh, increase in, in mileage. And at the moment, I did my last one last month. So I have very few points left to, to worry about with the devaluation. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And for, for those who aren't uh, already across this, the um, Amex membership rewards is devaluing next weekend. So if you have a if you have Amex points in your account, they may lose their value overnight if you don't transfer them out. And I think last month, uh, Virgin was offering that uh, quite nice bonus over um, if you transferred from Amex to Velocity, right? So is that is that what you took advantage of? That's Yeah, that's what I've been taking advantage of for the last couple of years. Oh, that, that's great. Okay, well, to wrap things up, I want to ask you some some sort of quick questions to get you to know you a little bit better and about um, your travels. And the sure. first question is, what is your favourite airline? Oh, I would say I'm split down the middle. It was always Qantas. Um, ever since I joined their frequent flyer program in 1989, but uh, Virgin has certainly taken more. I've taken more interest in Virgin since 2011. What do you like about Qantas and what do you like about Virgin then? I think Qantas frequent fly program, uh, I suppose that the fact that you have lifetime uh, benefits uh, there, whereas Virgin doesn't. However, Virgin has something that Qantas doesn't have, which of course is family pooling. So I use that a lot as well. Okay. And do you think that one airline is, uh, is nicer to fly with than another or are they pretty much just both about the same? I think they're both about the same. They've both got A330s, which I love. And so long as I'm not sitting on a 737 uh, too many times, I'm happy. Okay. And uh, uh, you, you might have already covered this, but the next question was favourite frequent flyer program. Um, is you have a favourite here? or Because uh, as you said, there, there are advantages to both Qantas and Virgin. Is there one that you prefer over another? I'd have to say probably the, my favourite one is Qantas I think that has more to do with my tenure and loyalty and the fact that I'll soon be accessing uh, lifetime gold. Yeah, and that's definitely a handy perk to have. And the next question is, what is your favourite destination? I've got one here that very few people will have probably heard of. It's not so a little place, but it's a place called Spokane. Um, the IATA code is GEG. It's about 400 miles east of Seattle. Um, 
the reason why it's my favourite place is that I've got a bunch of really lovely cousins that, that live there and I've uh, been visiting them ever since 1989, every, just about every two years. Interesting. I've, I've never been to Spokane or even really considered it as a destination. Um, Most people wouldn't consider it a destination. <laughs> Seattle would, would therefore come pretty close to being a, as a second destination because I'm having to fly through there uh, to get to them. Okay, what kinds of things are there to do in Spokane if I was to go there on holiday? I think I'm lucky because my cousins live on a lake, so any lake and water sports uh, are certainly there. There's a lot of good hiking. Uh, apart from that, there is not a heap to do in Spokane. It's a place that you would probably pass through, most people would pass through without really thinking. Okay, and uh, do you have a favourite credit card? I do. Currently, it's the Macquarie Hilton Visa. Uh, because I put enough spend through it to maintain Hilton Diamond. But obviously that will change from May when Hilton uh, will no longer be a a partner. Um, But I will get another two years of Diamond from early May and I'll probably look to cancel that card and look to a new favourite after that. Yeah, that's a shame that they are getting, that Macquarie Bank is getting rid of that Hilton card. It's been... Uh, maybe not, not such a widely used card, but the benefits have been quite nice, like with the, the gold status and the, the diamond status if you spend a certain amount every year. So, yeah, it's a shame they're getting rid of that. Are they, are they completely getting rid of the card, do you know, or are they uh, just removing the affiliation with Hilton? The card will still be there. There will be no affiliation with Hilton. It will be just an internal Macquarie points to purchase things, and, of course, we all know what that's like. It's a, a poor use of money. And, Lindsay, do you have a favourite flight that you've taken? Oh, wow. I would probably say favourite flight would have to be uh, taking Concorde, uh, BA1, uh, 15th of August, 2003, seat 9D. Wow. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt. How is that to fly on the Concorde? That's amazing. Uh, that was just brilliant. See the curvature of the Earth going Mark to at sort of 57,000 feet, uh, it was a sight to behold and, and whilst I've got some photographs, uh, it was really a grainy camera, so alas, uh, my memories aren't very good. Okay, and how long did that take you to get from London to New York on the Concorde? I mean, at the moment it takes about seven, eight hours on a 747. I don't know whether or not I can remember the exact time, but it was three hours and change from recollection. Wow. I'd have to go fast. back and have a look in my, in my Concorde uh, flight details to see if I've got that timing down. Okay. And what was the service like on board? Do you get like, was, was it like a first class kind of service or was, were you just paying for the speed of the Concorde? It was certainly a first class service, uh, but it's sort of in premium economy seats um, because it was only single aisle and uh, two seats either side. Uh, and two separate cabins, row one to ten, uh, then uh, a mini cabin, or and then the final ten sets of seats at the at the back. Okay, but I guess when you when you're spending as as long as a flight over to New Zealand on a flight that's uh, across the Atlantic, it, you probably don't need a flat bed for those three hours or so. Absolutely, absolutely takes. not at all, and particularly uh, because it was an uh, about a nine or ten o'clock flight, uh, it was perfectly timed for sort of breakfast come lunch on board all right and you would you have got into new york before you left london like in terms of the time of day because it's a six five or six hour time difference i believe that is correct yes i would 
I think it was another one of those you arrived before you left. Again, I'd just have to check out my uh, my Concord file to, to see exactly what the time was uh, in both places. Oh, that's fascinating. I think there is still a BA1 flight, but it's on an Airbus A318 from London City to New York JFK, and it stops in Shannon on the way out. And I think it takes around eight or nine hours, so it's not quite the same um, experience. So oh, it's, um, that's brilliant that you were able to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it was my number one bucket list item, and... Um, I'd had a brush with cancer and sort of thought, well, I'm going to treat myself to a 35th birthday present. Oh, good on you. And uh, what's the best airline or frequent flyer promotion that you've been able to take advantage of over the years? I would say over the years, without a doubt, the Qantas uh, double status credit regular promotions because I've certainly probably got a couple of thousand extra status credits because of that. Oh, that's brilliant. And that's definitely a help to the... Um, getting you towards the 14,000 that you need over to get lifetime gold. Exactly. And then I can move on to other programs. Uh, I like your thinking there. And uh, yeah, and those double status credit promotions, they're coming around really quite frequently now. I think there was three last year and there was one just last month and I'm sure there'll be another one later in the year. So definitely a nice shortcut there. Exactly. It's, it's, it's lovely when you have a number of them that, are, that also overlap so you can go from one to the next one. But they will probably stop at some stage. The devaluation seems a little crazy when they have that this many yeah, going I, at the same time. Yeah, it is curious that there are so many. I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to stop with the double status credit promotions because they, they drive a huge amount of revenue towards Qantas. So they, uh, it's, it's almost like um, Qantas is hooked on them as much as the frequent flyers are. Um, I think maybe the, uh, status, the thresholds for earning status might increase. So they might increase the number of status credits you need to get to each tier before they stop on the offers, but hopefully not. But They could do that, but then again, they could also do, give a triple status credit offer like you tried to. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, for, for anyone that uh, was reading the Gazette last Monday or uh, saw the article on Facebook, um, that was an April Fool's Day prank that, um, that I posted, the triple status credits. Unfortunately, it's not true, and I, I don't know. It would be nice to see if that ever happened, but I don't think, don't think it will, unfortunately. And I think your last question is, what is my, what is my number one tip for travellers? Absolutely, yes. Over the years, I've had different ones, but I suppose now when travelling with children, as I do, um, is always to have enough devices, battery backups and movies loaded so that my children are relatively quiet on board oh, and in the lounges. That's a very good idea. And uh, I guess you never know also when... Uh, the in-flight entertainment might stop working or might not be offered on the flight. So definitely a good idea. You can also download podcasts, including this podcast, um, to listen to on your Absolutely correct. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Lindsay, also known as QFWP, for coming on the AFF On Air podcast. Appreciate your time. It's been great to catch up with you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Lindsay. It's uh, it's quite interesting for me to learn about the that history there behind those status acronyms that we see on AFF. Um, so for those of you who frequent the Australian Frequent Flyer Forum, you've probably seen these before. Just in case you're interested, those stand for NB is Noob Bronze or Nobody Bronze, PS is Plebeian Silver, SG is Scum Gold, and I'll I'll let you use your imagination for WP. 
in any case, uh, to wrap up this fortnight's episode, I just wanted to give you a quick reminder about the upcoming devaluations to both Amex membership rewards and to the Singapore Airlines Chris Flyer programs. Both of these programs, unfortunately, are changing for the worst next weekend. I spoke about the Amex devaluation back in episode two of this podcast. Now, if you still have Amex membership rewards in your account and you're not one of the lucky Platinum Charge or Centurion cardholders that uh, are getting their points doubled, now is the time to transfer your points out to an airline frequent flyer program. You've got quite a few choices there uh, in terms of programs. But you have until the 14th of April before your existing points will become worth less if they're still sitting in an Amex membership rewards account. So make sure you get onto that pretty soon. And don't forget that the 14th of April is also the date that Westpac Altitude will discontinue Velocity Auto Redemptions. And the day after the Amex changes is when Chris Flyer is going to be increasing the cost of Star Alliance awards and upgrades, as well as partner airline awards on Virgin Australia, Virgin Atlantic, Vistara and Junior Airlines, a Star Alliance connecting partner in uh, business and first class. So if you have some Chris Flyer miles sitting in your account and you've been thinking about booking them for a business or first class trip on a Chris Flyer partner airline, you definitely should look at booking that now before many of the award booking prices increase by around 10 to 15%. Well, that's it for another episode of AFF On Air. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate you joining me each fortnight. For more information about anything to discuss in today's episode, check out the episode notes or visit australianfrequentflyer.com.au. If you have a question that you would like me to answer on a future episode of the podcast, you are most welcome to ask it on the dedicated Ask Matt thread on the Australian Frequent Flyer Forum. You can find this thread on our website and there's also a link to it in the episode notes. And if you enjoy this podcast and you haven't already subscribed, please do subscribe. That way you'll get the new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you leave a comment or review, it will help us a lot and help more people to find our podcast. So I would definitely appreciate that. And we do read all of your comments and reviews. I'm Matt Graham, and I'll be back next fortnight with more news, tips and tricks for Australian travellers. Until then, happy flying. Happy flying.